Hi there and welcome to The Brave, a podcast all about resilience and dealing with the challenges and complexity of life in the 21st century in all of the various ways that manifests itself. I'm your host, Beth and Vincent, and in each episode I like to either have a chat with you around a subject to do with resilience, or I like to interview people about their experiences, how they've overcome challenge, how they deal with risk and stress and all of that lovely fun stuff. So this week, I've been speaking to Helen Darlington, who's the CEO of Woven, which is an award-winning communications agency. And in Helen's episode, to be honest, we cover a lot of ground. We cover a lot around how she set up the business, the challenges of that and scaling and growing, but also some of the kind of more personal side of things to her. So some of the things she's overcome, such as dyslexia and how she almost reframes that and thinks of it as a superpower. It's a really interesting episode. I really hope you enjoy it. And thank you so much again for listening. I'm Helen Darlington and I'm CEO of Woven. We are a brand engagement agency with offices in Leeds, London and Melbourne, Australia. And you founded the business, didn't you, Helen? I did. I did. I started out moving from York to Nottingham and I decided that was the time to, if I'm going to go freelance and give this thing a whirl, then that would be the time to do it. So that was 17 years ago. And really, the business was set up just as an umbrella um, for me as a freelancer. I guess the road, when I talk to a lot of people who've run their own business, the road isn't, you know, you start out and everything's amazing, 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 and then it ends amazing. It's a bit kind of more twisty and turny. So I was wondering if you could talk about your experiences with kind of building and growing the business and how you found that. Absolutely. So um, as I said, the business was an umbrella for me as a freelancer. Hi, and for the first year, it was just me. And I... I was quite lucky, I worked very hard, so I'm not sure how much is actually luck or just sheer determination. Um, And I started working with LA Fitness, who back then were a huge um, gym chain. And off the back of working with LA Fitness, we won a contract with um, Aviva and also um, Virgin Health as well. That was probably about year three and at that point there was just two of us and we had a very happy lifestyle we had enough money to pay the mortgage um for spending um each month it was it was it was good it was really good um and we continued to get some really serious interest and it was probably about four years in when myself and my business partner decided that we should probably take things a little bit more seriously and we started to recruit. Um, At that point we were very much making it up as we went along so the whole recruitment process was very new to us we weren't really sure the types of personalities that we should be looking for and we probably didn't go into as much due diligence as we now certainly do. Um, So the team has grown quite slowly over time. Um, We have had much higher numbers. We were at one point, there was 25 of us. Um, And now there's currently, currently 18 and I'm proud to say that the people in the team are genuinely amazing. They are some of the best people to work with. Um, 
they're they're fun they're dedicated they're just they're knowledgeable they're really good to be around and it's a solid team in terms of kind of building the people around you you spoke about building things slowly and I'm guessing that's around choosing the right people and a lot of people focus on you know growing really really fast so do you think there are some benefits to being a bit more choosy definitely um don't get me wrong we've you know we've made mistakes we absolutely have we've brought people on that weren't right for us and we weren't right for them either um but the the team that we have around us have all been carefully chosen and it's not been a quick process we've taken our time over it we've included psychometric testing um, obviously references and some of the people who are in our business are well known within our industry as well so they come with a massive amount of credentials um, backing them as well but it's difficult I think um, some of, there's a famous quote and it's um, hire slowly fire quickly and if something's not right, you are very tempted to make it work. And that would always be my first bit of advice is, is do try and make it work because you've made a commitment to somebody and they've made a commitment back to you. But if it's not going to work, fine. That's business. Yeah. And you've both just got to move on. Yeah, because I think when we look at resilience in businesses, often I've encountered people whose mindsets are we've made this decision and like I look stupid if I go back on it but actually they're kind of undermining the business stability and the longevity of the business by being really rigid in their mindset if that makes sense. Absolutely it does totally. I don't think there's ever a problem with um, changing your opinion, listening to people, taking advice and changing your mind ultimately. That's what makes us stronger. If you're not willing to flex and change based on um, the information that you're gaining, whether it's about recruitment, um, a team member or a new direction, then how can you ever be better? And another angle on resilience, because obviously 17 years is a really long time in business and you will have seen multiple changes like the digital revolution and all of that. How have you kept up with it? Okay. Um... Yeah, there's been a lot of changes in my career. So I'm quite old um, and I've been seen a lot. So um, I suppose if I can recap a little bit um, about my story and my journey. So um, I was diagnosed with dyslexia when I was um, 12. I have a really, really supportive family. Um, However, I was never going to be very academic So I went through college, went through um, a few personal battles um, coming to terms with this because if you go back, God blimey, if you you go back um, 30 years, um, dyslexia wasn't really accommodated at that time, um, certainly not within the education system. So my career path has been um, initially just about what I enjoyed doing and I'm very creative Um, and went to college, studied desktop publishing, the internet wasn't barely around then Um, and found a really interesting um, temporary role just for four and a half days at BT, um, technology and innovation team in York. 
and it was brilliant. And they ended up keeping me on contract for four and a half years. And I learned a lot. I worked with some amazing minds and probably one of the best bosses um, I've ever been lucky enough to have. And that was Martin Harrow. Um, He was amazing. Um, And, but I never kind of, even though I really loved BT and the T&I team, because it was all about... It was all about new things, investigating the possibilities, um, whether we could get video conferencing working, whether we could (laughs) build our own intranet. Um, These were all right on the edge of this technology evolving. Um, And I already had kind of an inner strength of determination. That's something that I've always had. Um, and I'm naturally very, very inquisitive. And if something doesn't make sense to me, I will, I will dig and dig and dig and, until it does. Um, so I think the ability to stay ahead has, that's kind of been my career. That's been my path. That's what, that's the journey I've been lucky enough to go on and having a very determined, um, personality and, I'm very competitive, um, so I like to know things. I like to understand things. Um, that's just that's just natural within me. So it was less about kind of like, oh, I'm going to learn about this technology, this and that in my career, and more about I'm just going to have this mindset of always being inquisitive, always looking to learn. Absolutely, absolutely, because you don't you don't really know what the next big thing is. There's Things are ev- uh, developing and evolving all the time. You don't really know what the next big thing is going to be and what's going to flop. So you've just got to, I don't know, you've just got to follow your interests, really. Mm, that's really great advice. And another reason I really wanted to talk to you, Helen, was because you're a female CEO. And unfortunately, still, that is a little bit of a rarity. And I was wondering if you could speak about your experience of being a woman in this type of role and whether that's changed over time do you think things are getting better for women in top positions or all of that really okay um so I've either been well I've either been very lucky or a little naive in that I've never had a problem present itself based on gender um, I don't, again, I, like I said, I'm very determined, so I don't know whether I've just pushed past it. Um, but my, my boss at BT, Martin Harrow, um, was incredibly supportive. Um, he just wanted everyone within his team to be the best that they could be. And that has definitely been instilled in me within our team. We just want everyone to be the best they can be. And gender doesn't come into it and nor does anything else really it's just is that the right person to do the job and if they are how can we help them and support them to do it better or be better or to help them overcome their challenges so I'm probably the wrong person to ask that question to because I don't think it should matter um and I've not experienced any um any instances where it has been a problem for me. But maybe then you are exactly the right person to ask because it's either not been an issue or you've managed through your perseverance and just your kind of very attitude to it to almost kind of be like, well, it's not an issue to me, so crack on. 
Absolutely. And I think, I do think there's a small element of, you know, in some businesses, um, especially um, possibly more traditional male dominated industries, um, they may have, you know, there may have been, there may be some issues. Obviously, we're hearing a lot about um, gender equality. And so there must be a problem somewhere. Um, It's just thankfully, I've not experienced it. And we also, within our business, we wouldn't tolerate it either. Um, everybody is everybody is equal. Everybody is able. So it, for us, as a senior management team, it's just about supporting people to be the best that they can be. Excellent. And this is a question I ask everyone who comes on the show. But what, what does resilience mean to you? There's always ups and downs. So... With any business, don't get me wrong, it's not been plain sailing. There have um, been many bumps um, along our journey. You've got to make the best decision that you can make at that time. You've got to stand by the best decision that you've made in the past and not regret it and not second guess it. Um, Determination and desire do you want to do this is this something that you're happy doing are you um are you bringing something better for the rest of the people who are around you if if the answers to that are yes then just keep bloody going like you're (laughs) i just think um resilience you know you've got to you've got to have a place that you can go to calm down to unwind to relax to find your center however you want to phrase it um and for me that's my family um they always center me um and you've got you've got to have that you've got to have the ability to shut off and find um find some headspace but then yeah just keep going just you know why give up just not an option I like that that's a really good mindset and what would you say kind of in your journey whether personal or professional and whatever you feel comfortable talking about has been the most difficult thing you've overcome um that's pretty straightforward for me actually and that's dyslexia um it was huge so if you imagine 30 years ago and imagine all of the changes that have happened in that time so um the internet didn't exist Um, online communities didn't exist the education system back then didn't really understand or support um, the diverse requirements of a dyslexic student and I was the only one diagnosed in my school Um, and percentages state that I can't have been the only one Um, and once I was diagnosed I was put into remedial classes um, for extra help so um, spelling was obviously a bit of an issue for me but the remedial classes um, actually broke my confidence because I was doing quite well at school I just had difficulties with reading and writing like it would just take me longer to read something um, and my spelling still is absolutely atrocious um however i have quite fancy handwriting so nobody can really tell <laughs> um, but 
that being put into remedial classes really shook my confidence um and I don't and actually because of that I do feel slightly failed by the education system in that respect um however I hope because I'm not in there now I hope they've got a lot better um there's certainly a lot more awareness around um learning difficulties um but dyslexia has probably been a catalyst um of a lot of positive um changes in my life as well because I think differently um it's not I'm I'm an excellent problem solver um and I believe that is um a trait of my type of dyslexia so actually by embracing it and not stressing too much that you know takes me a little longer to read um it my spelling is still shocking um there's so many other benefits from having a slightly different perspective on the world. Studies are showing that neurodiversity is really important to high-performing teams, so it, it's no longer good enough to have a system that just prioritises like good spelling, good arithmetic skills, because the people who do well out of that are going to be all one type of homogenous person. And actually, what, what we've shown is that you need all different types of people with all different skill sets. That's when you get the best. Absolutely. And... One one question that I've had for quite some time, and I've not, I don't have an answer for it, um, but it is a question for the education system, really, is what are we doing to encourage entrepreneurship? So um, within education, we're teaching um, very set curricula, and I understand why we're doing that. However, we're producing people who will then go into a job or a role. What we're not doing, or what I'm unaware of us um, looking at, is how we evolve entrepreneurs through the education system. Mm. And do you think, because there's kind of this argument whether it's um, learned, it's like nature or nurture, and do you think entrepreneurs are, you know, you either just are one or you aren't, or you can teach people? Well, I think you can always teach people to Im- to be open and embrace their own ideas and have a drive and ambition. There's definitely people who um, are more natural leaders and um, are natural entrepreneurs. Um, but I think we should be we should be encouraging children to solve problems because as our world develops and evolves that's going to be the key skill. They're going to need to be problem solvers. We're not going to be able to keep up with technology and um, everything that comes with that. We're just not going to be able to. So along with the core skills, I definitely believe we should be teaching problem solving. So um, thanks so much, Bethan, for inviting me and um, for spending some time talking to me today. Um, And for anyone who wants to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. Brilliant. Do they just type in Helen Darlington and you'll appear and woven? Yep. Excellent. Yep. Perfect. Thank you so much, Helen. It's been great. Thanks, Bethan. Thanks so much to Helen for coming on the show and sharing her story. I hope you found it as interesting and thought-provoking as I did. Now, um, if you've enjoyed the episode or enjoy the podcast in general, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating or a review and or a review on the podcast platform of your choice. It just means I get some feedback on what I'm doing. I can improve things. Um, You know, in the past, people have talked about recording quality and audio quality and hopefully I've upped the game there for you. 
So I do take that feedback and do put it into action. And also just because of kind of the algorithms on these platforms, people who get lots of ratings and reviews get discovered by other people. And the whole point of this podcast is to really share all of this information. So by leaving a rating and review, you're helping us kind of grow and get more people listening and get more feedback, which ultimately makes things better. So anyway, thank you so much again. And I will see you in next week's episode it might not be a week it might be a couple of weeks my schedule is kind of dependent on how complex and chaotic my own life is but I do try and get things out at least every two weeks if not every week so just watch out for that little notification and I'll be with you then